0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: High noon in the nation's capital. Perfect backdrop for Countdown to kick off NFL wild card weekend. And we're hopeful that today will be as good if not better than yesterday's results as the Chiefs victorious, Houston victorious, and now uh, Packers boys Rams and Lions and to bring a man in who is no stranger to competition and I know he would just had to have loved watching those frigid games because I know you loved playing in the cold. Lamar Jordan's loved it. The colder the better, right?
4: Dog, what's going on? Of course, man. (laughs) Of course. You play in that cold weather. You really get a chance to see where your heart is and watching those games last night. Um, Especially the Kansas City Miami game, you got a chance to see why it's important that you take every game throughout the course of the season serious because you want that home field advantage um, throughout, the, you know, do, during the playoff time. So it was great to watch, man. Love the cold weather. This is football time right here, dog. I got a bald head, but the hair on my beard—they're standing up around this time of year.
3: What's the coldest game you recall you played in? Man,
4: I'm gonna say my rookie year later in the season in December we played buffalo and i think we played like a 405 game It's the first time i w- ever walked on a turf and it was frozen i mean your cleats your cleats didn't even go down into the ground um, it was freezing out there doc i mean you, your your knuckles are freezing your coat your your, your toes are freezing whenever the wind blew it, i mean the temperature just dropped significantly uh, i also played in buffalo but buffalo was I mean, I'm also played in Green Bay, but at the time I played in Green Bay, it was nowhere near as cold as it was. I think it felt it felt like it was like minus two on the field with the windshield. It was cold out there.
3: Were you a gloves guy? Did you fumble? Did you get hit? Any remember anything you remember about the cold and how it factored into the results?
4: Um, I always wore gloves. I was not a fan of sleeves. I did have a couple of times where I wore sleeves, but I took them off. Um, when you wear sleeves as a running back, as a, as, a, as a ball carrier, that's a liability. And so, you know, I put the warm skin on. Every opportunity I came, I came to the sideline. I put my coat on. I stood near the heat. But I, mm-hmm. I was a gloves guy, but I wasn't I wasn't big on wearing sleeves. It was more important that I took care of my number one responsibility, which was holding on to the ball, uh, than I did worrying about the cold. But growing up as a kid, Doc, it didn't matter the time of year. I was outside. So if it was if it was 20-something degrees outside, if, if it was sunny outside, I was out there in it. And so uh, the cold weather really didn't bother me because I grew up playing in all types of weather.
3: This is a perfect setup for the heavily favored Dallas Cowboys who've been perfect at home. But this is not their time of the year. This is a time they usually collapse. I don't see that in this year's team. And um our resident Cowboy fan, Clarence Goldsboro Jr., he made it very clear to me that there was a curse on his owner because he wouldn't let Jimmy Johnson into the ring of fame. Because he's a just immature brat. Well he did. He let him in. Do you believe in that? Do you think it's possible that Dallas, this this could be their year? to not only talk about being a Super Bowl candidate, but being legit?
4: Um, they definitely have the talent. Um, I like their defensive coordinator, Quinn. I think that he's done a great job. Um, I think that when you come into this game against Green Bay, there's one guy that's missing on Green Bay that's haunted the Dallas Cowboys, and that's Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer there. Um, so I do think that, this is a game that Dallas will win. If Green Bay has a chance of winning, I think that their chance of winning, they would have to take something out of the two teams that won last night. And the one thing that I saw from two games last night is when you look at Houston and you look at Kansas City, Kansas City had – four. I mean, Houston had 44 plays. They threw the ball 21 times, ran the ball 22. Kansas City had 75 plays. They threw the ball 41 times, and they ran the ball 34 times. What that tells me is so far in the playoffs, the teams that have the most balance are the teams that are going to win. I think that if Green Bay's defense, if they can keep Dallas from having these big explosive plays, if Green Bay can utilize their run game, I do believe that Green Bay has a chance. But you have to make sure that you're keeping that quarterback upright. He has to stay on his feet. Um, I don't really care about the curse and this, that, and the third. The fact of the matter is this is playoff football. The Dallas Cowboys are playing at home. They're a different team at home than they are on the road. And this is going to be a really interesting game to watch. If Green Bay can weather the first half storm, go in at halftime with this game close, Green Bay has a chance of winning this game.
3: How about the Rams? I think Sean McVay has done a heck of a job. He's got a great quarterback. I mean, he's got a guy who's won the Super Bowl. And then there's the Lions, who have resurrected from the dead And I'm so happy because since we're in the cemetery now as a football program, I need to see that it's possible. And I want everything they have. Whether it's Ben Johnson, I wish we'd get both the coordinators because they have the secret sauce. They get it. And there's something about the way they go about doing the business. And I don't want to say hard knocks, but I got to be honest, the first time I started to sense this, Which when I say, no, it's not a cartoon tune act. They're real. They have a camaraderie. They got a lot of ex-NFL players, and they ball out in practice. They don't have a lingerie session at their practice. It's contact, football.
4: Yeah, when I look at this game, Doc, um, I really think when you look at the Rams and the Lions, this game is going to be won or lost on the shoulders of my former teammates Aaron Glenn, him and I were together when we were the Jets. at the Jets. Um, he's a defensive coordinator for the Lions. Um, if he can keep the Rams from having these explosive plays, force McVay to get away from the run game, I think McVay, for the most part, in the drop-back passing game, I think that he's pretty predictable, and I think that the 49ers have, ex- have, have exploited that. I think Shanahan has been there because he's pretty much dominated. If they they can keep the Rams from having these explosive plays, and they have to keep the Rams out of the end zone. Look, if you take take away the last game that the Rams played, if you look at the six previous games, they scored 26 points, 28 points, and four games where they had 30 points or more. Mm -hmm. Aaron Glenn's defense cannot allow, allow the Rams to score that many points. On the flip side, you know, you got golf. He's playing against a coach who knows his strengths and knows his weaknesses. And I Mm -hmm. think if the Lions – it's going to come down to this for both of these games. Whichever team is the most balanced. If you look back and you see that one team threw the ball significantly more than they ran the ball, I'm going to say that team lost. If the Lions are going to have a chance of winning this game, which I think they will win the game, um, I think it's going to be because they had their running backs heavily involved, not only in the run game – but in the passing game, and, and I'm gonna echo something. I'm gonna say something about the two games from yesterday, and you you can see this in both the teams that won. The more physical team won the game. If the Rams come out finesse, I think that the Lions are going to do what they what the head coach said they're going to do when he first took over the job. They're going to go bite ankles. They're going to go bite kneecaps. They're going to in out there to take their guys' heads off. The Lions, the home team, if they can make this a nasty physical game. I think the Lions walk away with the victory.
3: You see Aaron Glenn as a successful head coach in this league?
4: Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, as a rookie and as a guy that was his teammates for four years, I had Curtis Martin on the offensive side of the ball to look to as a veteran, but Mm -hmm. Aaron Glenn was the guy that I was watching on the defensive side of the ball. He was your constant pro, he knows every detail of every offense that he was playing. He went out there, you watched him working with the young guys. He was a hard worker each and every day, not only on the field, but in the weight room and in the classroom. He's a pro. Aaron Glenn is definitely a guy that you want to lead your football program. When you're talking about being a guy that's a leader of men, and he was one of the shortest cornerbacks, but i am tell you what, there's some hunting that dog out right, right there. I think that he's going to be a great head coach whenever he gets his opportunity. And I think that today, for both, for both coordinators for the Lions, for Johnson, the offensive coordinator, and for Aaron Glenn, I think that today's game and throughout the remainder of the playoffs, I think that these guys are going to put themselves in positions to either have owners look at them and say, yes, you're good enough to run my program, or no, you need a little more time.
3: Wow. All-time leading rusher, the University of Maryland, Lamont Jordan, preaching the gospel today. Got to ask you, because we want to help all our people who take advantage uh, of BetQL. We want to help them win. Pittsburgh, game move till Monday night. Do the Steelers have a shot to beat Buffalo without their best player? You know what,
4: Doc? Prior to the game getting moved, I felt this, and I'm going to stick with it. I think the Steelers win this game. I think that if the weather limits you to having to run the ball, I think that monster, that Neanderthal that Pittsburgh has in the back, let me tell you like this. When you're Not... playing in cold weather, Herm used to always say this. Herm Edwards used to always say this. In cold weathers, when you have to tackle a big back, you don't want any part of that. And I'm just telling you as a big back, mm-hmm. if, the, if the Pittsburgh Steelers defense can keep this game close, Allow Pittsburgh to be balanced and run the ball. I think that I think that Pittsburgh has the better coach. I think that Pittsburgh has more physical defense. And then playoff in January and February, December, January and February games, you have to be able to run the ball. I think that Pittsburgh has a better run game. They have a two-headed monster uh, with Warren coming in. I think Pittsburgh doesn't matter what the situation is. It's going to be cold out there. I like Pittsburgh to beat Buffalo.
3: Wow! And finally. Philadelphia that's falling off the map. Baker Mayfield's ankle questionable. Who do you like and why?
4: Um, I like Pittsburgh. Whether Baker Mayfield is healthy or not, I just don't trust Baker Mayfield as a coach. I think that Evans, the wide receiver, is good for some drops. Um, I like the head coach Bowles out there. And regardless of what's gone on with Philadelphia at the end of the day, you have to give them their respect regardless of how poorly they played towards the end of the year. I just think that they're the better team. If they're secondary can hold things down. if Pitts if uh, Philadelphia will get back to who they were when they were successful and that's running the ball. I don't think that Tampa Bay has anything for them.
3: Heavy metal, you heard it, Brian the brother just he just spoke and preached the gospel to us unbelievable <laughs> yeah well my friend lamont is always um, a great guest no he is yeah and, and you know what lamont i want you to hear this heavy metal tell us about the concert last night because lamont's a guy he's a rock and roll guy he's a heavy metal guy as well share your story with us before we go to break
2: i don't know how much of a story i have it, it was an awesome show it's a band from france uh that came over that was doing the tours i drove up to baltimore to see these guys last night um It was awesome. You know, they were high energy. It's one of those bands where, you know, sometimes you see a band and the dudes on stage look like they are just having so much fun to be performing, and it's just infectious in the crowd, and it was one of those kind of shows. It was just great. I loved it.
3: Yeah, it's like us. We're just having such a ball, and people are going, man, these guys are having fun doing what we do, and that's because we do. We love what we do. Lamont, you're the best, man. Stay strong. Appreciate it. And if these bets don't go, did, did we, I know when you won't be answering your phone anymore, but if you do answer it, we'll be calling back.
4: <laughs> oh, dog, hey, listen, as a running back, I didn't dodge Rick, and if I'm wrong, I'm not going to dodge it now.
3: <laughs> thank you, brother. Lamont Jordan, <laughs> no as Coach Thompson would say, simply one of the best. To break we go, we come back. And Bonesy, thank you for being so patient. We come back, we'll light it up at 1-800-636-1067 on the MGM National.
0: minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe
5: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: For kickoff, Dolphins Chiefs, and it's a guy that looks like, I mean, he's frozen. And he's got his uh, dreads and he once comes off frozen. It's one of the best I've ever seen. They've got a guy who I guess he's supposed to be Andy Reid. And Andy should sue him. Sue him for using this guy. Who looks like he's 500 pounds, but it was uh, it was cool. And he came out sleeveless, which I respect. But again, he was played in Kansas City, so he was um, he was he was straight. And I always say the checks that they get, I could brave that cold. I can brave that cold, and that's got to be in the back of their mind. And it's three hours. Not three days, it's three hours. And I, you have to find a way to, to get it going. But back in the Stone Ages, um, and I played at Metropolitan Stadium with the Vikings, the old stadium outdoors, and Bud Grant. And a lot of people don't realize that if the home team did not use heaters, the visitors could not have heaters. So, of course, the Vikings... Never had heaters. And they came out sleeveless, short sleeves, and I mean they came out and like they taunted you. And it was a it was the first. Yeah, I was a young pup. It was my first understanding of psychological warfare. And I said, Bud convinced his team, hey, these sissies are coming out here, and they're afraid of the cold. And we're going to not have heaters. And we're not wearing sleeves. And psychologically, you looked over there, and you were already down 14 to nothing. Before the play started, 14 to nothing. I said, that was smooth. That was smooth. Nice move. So heavy metal. If you'd have been in that deal, let's say it was, I don't know, 30 degrees, wind chill or whatever. You think you could have just gone out, Vaseline to arms up, no sleeves. And just went out there and went bare knuckles.
2: I mean, I, I played some snow football games with my brothers and neighbors and stuff when I was a kid, but I don't – on a professional level, no, nah, man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no way.
3: Yeah, all these fan experiences, I would just – now here, here's one thing. I got to believe that the sickness in me. I do look forward to seeing the people in Green Bay, Buffalo – And Minnesota, when they were outdoors. The fans, it'll be so liquored up that they don't even have shirts on. And remember when when Fitzpatrick, right before we got him, I could swear maybe he was here and he went shirtless in Buffalo as a former Bill with with, with some fans.
2: Oh, man, that's nuts, dude. I I can't imagine what that's like. There's that one guy in Baltimore that always goes shirtless like every game, too. Like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, they go shirtless. And they do it. And you know what? And they live to tell, tell about it. I mean, to my knowledge, no one's died doing it. So, I say, uh, okay. Bones-A. I always count on my man, K-9, to stay strong. Appreciate you for being patient, man.
6: Hey, Doc. Yes, sir. Shout out to my main man. Shout out to my main man, Chris. Hey Doc, man, I'm telling you, man, I was just uh, admiring the the, uh, the Houston Texans organization, right? And yeah. I really, man, like the maturation of their team and where they at today, man. You know, and I'm really proud of Demico Ryan's, man, how he put that thing together, man. You know, and got the guys Slowick in there. You know, and man, the the, the C J Stroud, man. You know, and in that defense, man. You know, uh, man, I'm just like, if God willing, man. You know, I'm just hoping, man, that our this organization right here, the Burgundy and Gold, man, take the proper steps and go through the proper channels, man, to get this team, man, to the point where the Houston Texans out. Oh, uh, at the day, man. You know, uh, man. I'm, re- I, I was, I'm just really impressed, man. And I like it, man. And uh, you know, just what to see how all of it came together, man. And they played that playoff game yesterday, man. And you know, man. Hey, man. I, that's what, that's what it's all about, right there. You know, getting the talent and getting the players that's willing to put the work in and want to go out there and perform, and I'm talking about perform for each other. You know what I mean? Don't worry about the front office and none of that. I just want, man, us to get some players, man, that want to go out there and perform for, for, for your brother, man, right next to you, man. I want these guys to play for each other, man, and go out there, man, and, man, you know, make something happen, man, for, you know, for the upcoming season in 2024, man. You know, we got to get back to glory, Doc. And that's what I'm hoping for, man. So, man, other than that, man, I'm just out here, man, doing, you know, fourth quarter stuff, you know. And, man, just thank you for taking my call, and y'all have a wonderful day.
3: Peace. All right, Jonesy. Do, do do we got to do. Tailgate Ted. And hey, guess what Ted's saying, uh, Chris? He would love to tailgate, love to have tailgated in Kansas City last night. Oh, no. And I'm just saying – you know, we, we're big fans of tailgate Ted, but I'm not eating ice cold burgers. <laughs> I don't find anything romantic about cold food. So if without a tent, Ted, you have to be out there solo. But I'll holler at you afterwards. That I guarantee you. To break we go, we come back. Our final segment here on Countdown to Kickoff, NFL Wild Card Weekend. Stay with us right here on The Fan.
1: Is your reward, Madela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Countdown to kickoff. What a day it has been! Twelve thirty-three in the nation's capital, and uh, we're going to make way for the Washington Capitals, and hopefully, we can put back-to-back wins together on the ice. That would be novel, to say the very least. It uh, big games. I mean, Lamont was, Lamont was so confident. You know, this is the thing with, if when you're wagering and you're betting and, you know, you, you, you gotta have confidence. Who would not agree with what Lamont Jordan said? He was on point. He had statistical analysis. He had a gut feel and he gave you, I mean, he would, that was strong. Now it doesn't mean any of it's going to work. But, I mean, he's so convincing that I think even Coach Sheehan would have been proud of that. And that's who I – and I apologize. I should have contacted him to at least have gotten his uh, his picks because that way you could have really gone out and made some money. But um, do you see upset today, heavy metal? Packers at Dallas. I, I,
2: I would, I would love to see it, but I'm not counting on it. I think everybody's kind of yeah. forgetting, though. This is Mike McCarthy's old team coming to town, man. Like it would be, yeah, emotional. It would be embarrassing for him to lose to the Packers in this game. You know, of all well, teams. he's been
3: embarrassed so so many times there. Sure, um, but this but would be
2: real. He's had a good oof.
3: year, and I call him Fred Flintstone, and but I have respect for him. And they're just so undisciplined. They make so many penalties they call hidden yardage. They just cannot line up correctly. But I tell you what, that defense is fun to watch. And they have two Pro Bowlers. They have three Pro Bowl players on their offensive line. I mean, and and I'll tell you what, that's not easy to do. They draft. That's why, you know, and I think Will just said he's he's not leaving. The Harris group did have him on the list, but they already got Obviously, got Adam Peters, but Dallas drafts well, man. They have an eye for it. I mean, they had three Pro Bowl players, and they don't even really run the ball that like they used to. But that's 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 the combination to win. And you can tell when they go in practice. Can you imagine how their practices are? Because those people they have on that defensive front is ferocious. So, good news, and we'll see. But then Green Bay, and and because what we saw with Houston, I think that's why everybody, I mean, that's why I know I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. Um, I just can't. And I know Brother Goldsboro, I think he's having a a watch party at the mansion. And so, uh, shout out to uh, the Goldsboro family. I think you got this one. If you could only watch one game, well, I know what it. Is. You've already told me what it was. You're going with Lions, and you're going with Detroit.
2: Yeah, I think especially if we're if we're looking like at getting Dan Ben Campbell? Johnson, you want to watch their offense in the playoffs. I mean,
3: yeah. Have you ever been? If rec- somebody ever come up to you and said, "Coach Dan," nobody has ever done that. No. <laughs> okay, all right. I love that dude, man. I'll tell you what, the, the Detroit story, and that's why, as you produced when we had Dan Miller on, that's a community effort, man. There are going to be people there with tears in their eyes today. Do you know if you're a diehard Lions fan, first of all, you got great character. You're not wishy-washy. You're not a bandwagoner. There's some people in there, man. And we got a lot of people now. Well, we're going on, what, 26 years? 25 years, 20-whatever, since we had anything to shout about, since 91.
2: So I know there's that stat that's uh, the last time the Lions were in the NFC Championship game was against the Redskins. Yeah. Yep. And it's the last time either of those teams was in the NFC Championship game. And every other team in the NFC has been to the Championship game since then, since those two teams.
3: That is so embarrassing.
2: Yep. So <laughs>
3: that is so embarrassing. And see, I didn't even want. I hate that you read that. Even the expansion team. Because now I will be able teams. to get that out of my mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm in denial. I'm in denial.
2: I mean, I, I just. Even the Seahawks, who came from the AFC, have been to the NFC Championship game since we have been there, or the Lions. So you got to understand, my circle of influence.
3: I mean. Cowboy fans, Giant fans, and Eagle fans. And some of my best friends. And so I'm under constant abuse about how bad we are. We're terrible. We can't. And, you know, it's been a long time. And it does start to affect you. And then losing to the Bears, I mean, that was just it to me. That Thursday night game, and you produced it in, in, in Linnell, I didn't think he was going to make it through the show because he's young and he's, you know, he's volatile. He's young and he's never seen him good. I mean, he's He's 26 years old and he has to just go on faith. And, And a lot of you young people do that. And I love you for it. I think you guys are awesome. But, you know, there are other programs like Detroit. That have developed thick skin, and because I'm living proof, I was in Detroit on the sidelines. They hadn't won. Dan Miller said, "Was it? They hadn't won in 19 games, or more."
2: Yeah, I remember watching that game. That was that was awful.
3: 19 games, <laughs> yeah, and beat us. And guess who called me, burning my phone up. I think we had a phone back in them days. Was it a cell phone? Yeah, it had I think so. Maybe flip phone. Goldsboro. Laughing, mocking me, while I'm working. Yeah, laughing. We lost to the Lions. Then we went to Cincinnati, and we lost to the the Bengals. Were awful for 30 years. <clears throat> and so it shows you what's possible. The Bengals have a hell of a football program, and the Lions have a playoff game. And we're about to get we're about to get our crap together. All right. Well, brother, you know what it means, man. Another three and a half plus hours that you and I have been doing what we do. And uh you're the best. Appreciate you. God bless all of you. Enjoy your football, man. It is a beautiful countdown to kick off wild card weekend. And uh, Caps fans, let's go for two. What say you, DOC? I'm out.